0: Welcome to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov. Here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show, we have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. And these conversations are incredibly inspiring, insightful, illuminating, informative. And I am so honored and grateful for the privilege to be able to have these conversations with some incredible people now close to over 350 episodes. That means I've had that many opportunities to share and gain insight, and then present to you, some of you, and introduce to others some wonderful people. And my guest today is no different. First, though, got to shout out my producer, Shane Lewis, and our amazing GM, Max Myrick, who keep this well-oiled machine running in an amazing way. Shout out to you, Jess. I know you do the same for your hosts as well. My guest today is a functional nutrition counselor and integrated wellness coach working with people ages 40 to 80 who are stuck on the hamster wheel of sick and tired, of feeling sick and tired. She'll show you how to get to the root cause of what's ailing you And optimize your well-being through an individualized nutrition program. She was given the prognosis of a life without physical motor control, wheelchair confinement, and eventual organ failure, leaving her totally dependent on others for care. She changed the trajectory of her life. She's now on a mission to show others how to be well and live healthy, guiding them to personal discovery So they too, like her, feel vibrant. Y'all have to see her. Wait till I share her with you all. See physical changes, improve blood lab results and reboot declining health. Shed excess pounds in a very sustainable way that can last a lifetime. Her question to you is, are you ready to reclaim your health? If yes, you are her ideal client. She's a graduate with board certifications from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition in New York City, Functional Nutrition Labs, a member of the National Association of Brain Injury, and studies through MIU University. Is that Maharisha? Mm-hmm. International University in Fairfield, Iowa. She's the creator of the CU Healthy app, available on Google, Play, and Apple. Newly launched community, The Healthy Habitat, serves as part of the MLCC's Community Outreach Program, bringing educational awareness to the underserved and underprivileged in the state of Delaware. She's an instructional director of Divine Image Nutrition Class for Maranatha Life-Changing Church, and is most proud and honored of the education she continues to receive from ULE, the University of Life experiences. It is humbling to be mentored by the spirit of God, is what she says with him as her teacher and mentor. She can say with confidence, C-S-E-E. See you healthy. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show, Janice Minor. Thank you. Thank you. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My pleasure to have you. has been a long time coming. What was it like listening to me read your bio? What was that like for you? Like, is that me?
1: <laughs> you know, understanding that that is me. That's my aura is to actually show people how they can be healthy and to understand that no matter what life throws at you physically, you can come back that and you have to fight hard. You have to struggle. And in that struggle... You find the path
0: that is your path and your health is the benefit. That's awesome. Yeah, I like to read my guest's bio, not a Mm -hmm. snippet. I like to read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I know this is even a cliff note version. I know that. (laughs) About you, you know, I think it's important to share with the audience who you are and likewise important for you to hear. Your accomplishments, because mm-hmm. so frequently we are working in our vision slash mm-hmm. business, you know, working on it, mm-hmm. trying to get it out there that we don't really take the time to look at it mm-hmm. and really just take in the accomplishment mm-hmm. of it all, the journey of it all. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to read it so that you can hear it while you can hear it mm-hmm. and, you know, other people can get to know a little bit about you and hear your background and then to celebrate you. Right. Like, you're amazing. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for yes, that. Thank yeah, you, for that. you are. So, you know, it's an honor to have you here. I think what enamored me by your presence with, you know, meeting you when we met a few years ago was, was your age? I was like, "What? <laughs> Say what? She's <laughs> how old? You got to tell it. How old are you? I'm seventy two. Seventy two years young. Mm-hmm. Y'all, yeah. wait till wait till you see her. Absolutely stunning. I'm telling you, it it is that. Me- I was mesmerized. I was like <laughs> staring at you the whole weekend. Like, no, yes, no, like it, it really was inspiring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and I think we even had a conversation where mm-hmm. I said you need to share that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you did. need to share that. Mm-hmm. You need to not lead with it necessarily, mm-hmm. but in sharing who you are mm-hmm. with the world, you need to talk about that mm-hmm. because a lot of times younger women especially, mm-hmm. you know, kind of have fear Or trepidation about getting older, Mm -hmm. aging with grace, Mm -hmm. what that means. Mm -hmm. And you are just a beautiful example of what's possible. Like how y'all, she is so fly. She and her girlfriend, Anna, who's in here with us, you know, they're going out to eat after the interview. They're hanging out in the nation's capital, I guess, you know, before they head back. But It is just really wonderful having you here.
1: Thank you. Just to piggyback on that, aging and aging well Mm -hmm. is something that I feel that as women, we don't think about enough. When we're in our 20s and our 30s and, you know, we're working on our careers, our social lives, we're getting married, you know, we're starting families, we think our 70s it's so far into the future mm-hmm. and we look at that as being old especially since society has a retirement age if you will at 65 67 and a half so then you think at that time then your life is downhill or it's right. over but to me the new 70s the 80s it's a new 40s i love new it 50s.
0: come on now <laughs> you and hear that shane the 70s on the new 40s. All right. And we can't
1: do that if we haven't taken care
0: of our body.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, um, I know as black women, we have a stigma behind taking care of our mind. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be labeled as having a mental defect. So we hold so many things in. So it's a long time before we work on our mental state and our mental health. And we do the same thing with our bodies. If we happen to be athletic or we have been in the industry where it required that we put a lot of physical exertion on our bodies mm-hmm. to stay fit and muscular, then we think that, okay, that's going to carry us carry us through. But for the average woman who um, exercises very little, grew up with a very poor standard American diet or what we've coined as the soul food diet. Or fast food. Yes, or fast food. Mm -hmm. We don't understand how that affects our aging process. Uh, So I think aging well takes us back to understanding the trichology of the whole person, spirit, mind, and body. And we've been given the responsibility to steward our body. And in order to do that, we have to understand it. We have to know that our body has a language it will talk to us. And it talks to us in each segment of our life. Every 10 years, your body is calling for something different mm-hmm. or it's making a switch from something that it's used to. And to understand if you want to age well, you want to be vibrant, you want to be flexible, you want to have cognicity of the mind, you have to give in to those sections in your life, that time span in your life, that season that your body is changing and embrace that and love it. Not try to change it or, you know, go back to a time past in your life, but understand how you can run the race and finish it
0: well. Did y'all hear those vocabulary words? Cognicity, trichology of who we are as people. So important to recognize the seasons mm-hmm. that we are in. Mm-hmm. That is critical mm-hmm. to have an awareness of it and then an activation of information mm-hmm. and knowledge so that we can age well. That is so good because, you know, our younger generations, not all, but quite a few of them just kind of live in, in the now Not thinking about, not obsessed, but without any foresight of what my life might be like in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Let me do things now that my body will thank me for Mm -hmm. in 10 years, like drinking water, moving. You mentioned flexibility, which is so important, you know, especially the older we get. Muscle memory, you know, I'm an athlete, so Mm -hmm. I get that muscle memory and I'm grateful for, you know, about 18 years Mm -hmm. of running every day and strength training every day and things like that. But I am also recognizing as I approach, you know, 60 that it does require another level of commitment, Mm -hmm. a different commitment than Mm -hmm. what I was doing at 17, at 25 um, Even at 35. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Who inspires you, Janice? My mother. Awesome.
1: <laughs> my mother, she's no longer with us, mm-hmm. but she has inspired me along my journey all my life. I grew up in the South in a family, a large family, and we did a lot of cooking. Mm -hmm. And every Sunday we would go to a different aunt's house for dinner. And there was these four and five layer cakes Mm -hmm. and three or four different pies, Mm -hmm. uh, homemade (laughs) rolls. And, um, you know, there was a lot of barbecue, a lot of fried food and uh, very few vegetables other than Collard greens Uh or green beans. And I noticed when I was young that my aunts and uncles that I loved so much were all plagued with the disease, whether it was diabetes, Uh where they were losing limbs, or cancers uh, that they were fighting, or gastrointestinal problems. And very early in my life, I associated that with food and the things that we ate Mm. and I made the decision that food would not kill me. I was not going to eat myself to death. Mm. And there are some things about food, uh, when you understand it, what we eat can either nourish us or it can eat us. Mm. And we need to know the differences between it. I didn't um, I didn't choose a healthy life uh, all of my life, mm-hmm. although I knew that I didn't want to be plagued with a disease. I was fine until I went to college and then I saw a different world and I was exposed to different type of foods and different cultures and I went as the southern people would say buck wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I just totally changed from all these innate habits that I had. So, I ate, I drank, I did things that would have totally destroyed my body had not I made a change.
0: When did you make the change?
1: I made a change actually in my 30s. I uh, I got married. I, this is my second marriage, and I had a uh, already had a child. And um, this second marriage is my marriage now, and we've been married for 45 years.
0: Awesome. Hold but- on. Don't be skipping <laughs> past that. Like, that's nothing. That's significant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank
1: you. But my first marriage was... Not because of love, but it was like a forced thing. My college friends and my high school friends were all married. They had uh, started their families having children. And my mother, who is my mentor and model, <laughs> had a degenerative problem with her sight. And mm. she kept urging me, Janice, you got to get married. I want to see my grandchildren. I want to see children before I go blind. And I was always a very obedient child. And they had picked out this... Person for me, he was an assistant uh, pastor director of music, and they thought, "Oh, you guys, this is just going to be awesome. Little did they know that there was a different life at after home. the church mm-hmm. and at home. so um we were married, and as soon as my daughter was three months old, I knew I had to make the exit out. That did something to my self esteem mm-hmm. i um, I thought that there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And when I met my husband, my now husband, he was very, very kind. Uh, he treated my daughter as if he was his own. He said that we came as a package deal together. And I knew that I had been heartened by that first relationship, and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to love. And I was very honest with him. I don't I don't love you. I like you. But I think I may be able to grow to love you. And if I was a man and a woman told me that, I would think I would say, bye, see you later. <laughs>
0: That's the date, Janice. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But he uh, he stuck it out through thick and thin. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been together uh, for a long time now. That was not a marriage of choice either. I didn't sit with myself to be happy with me and understand what I needed and what I wanted. I got married so my daughter would not grow up in a single family household. Needless to say, my bro- my husband and I are like oil and water. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't mix very well. And uh, we had an argument when I was in my 30s. I think I was like 35 years old. I was pregnant with my second daughter. I was being promoted very quickly in a job in the insurance industry that I had. And there was a jealousy factor in there. And there was trouble at home. So mm-hmm. we argued all the time. And one day he said you know, he gave me an ultimatum. You're going to have to make a choice. It's going to be your job or it's going to be me. And when I come home from work, you know, I want to know your answer. And hot-headed as I was at that time, I said, I don't have to wait till you come home. I can tell you now my choice is my job. And so I left out being furious at him. It was snowing profusely in upstate New York. And I had to deliver a claim check. And it was in a rural area where there was no lights. And I thought, okay, it's 8.30 in the morning. I'm going to go now so I can see where I'll be going that night. And I had a horrible car accident.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that accident actually threw me out of the car. Uh, the engine was on my legs. The snow saved me. And uh, not to go into detail as to how it happened in the embankment of water and I can't swim, all these things that was flashing through my head, what was going to happen, I was going to drown out there. And the car teetered tottered right off that edge. It did not go down. And a lady drove by and saw me and called for for help. And by the time the uh, ambulance got there, I was in and out of consciousness. And I could hear the paramedics saying, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. And if she's not dead, she's going to be dead before we get her to the hospital. We have to take her to the nearest trauma center. And I heard another guy saying, oh, no, if we take her there, Harris Community General, she's going to be dead. You know, she's not going to survive. And I could hear them, but I couldn't really say anything. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say, I'm going to live. Just get me to the hospital. Just get me to the hospital. And... I passed out and saw this huge figure standing over me. I mean, it was huge, just extending to the clouds. And I thought it was an angel. I thought it was the Lord. But I looked when I came to myself, I could see it was me out of my body looking at my broken Body down there. And I heard for the first time, I know I probably had read it, but I didn't know where it was that you would live and not die to declare the glories of God. And at that time, I knew that I was not going to die because of that accident. And I was six months pregnant. And I then wanted my child to live because prior to that, it was like any way that I could lose this baby and get out of this marriage would be
0: my oh, ticket Janice, out. Wow, stop now. <laughs> Hold on. We got to read. Take a moment. That You just answered my next three questions. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One of those questions was going to be, you know, share a moment mm-hmm. in your life that changed you. Like, after it happened, you knew your life would never be the same. Mm-hmm. And I am very clear that you had a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. I'm very clear on that. Mm-hmm. I studied them for years. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. I... No, that shifted you. How did that change you? You just talked about not wanting to keep the pregnancy, but now wanting your child to live, you wanting to live. And quickly tell us, like, how did that change you? That brought the connection of spirit and body mm-hmm.
1: to a tangible reality in mm-hmm. my life. And it changed me enough to know that all the external things outside meant nothing. Mm -hmm. It was the internal that had to be purified and strengthened and that the inside would give me the fortitude to go through whatever I would have to go through to be whole. Uh, So that, that changed my mindset. I no longer sought money and uh, material things, you know, being in your 30s and you think that this is the things that you want. Mm-hmm. Those things are nice, but those things stopped defining me. What defined me was having that close personal relationship where I could see and I could hear the things that were supernatural, the things that were heavenly to guide my life. And that was the beginning of of the change it, it's a growth process like everything else. So that taught me, it brought me back to nutrition because I had to go through a lot to learn how to build my body up and to have the strength to, to make it through. It took me seven years to learn how to walk after this accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refused to take any type of drug or medication because I didn't want my child, the one that I didn't want, mm-hmm. I didn't want her to be affected because of some you know, pharmaceutical drug or so that's a legation. lot of
0: therapy. That's mm-hmm. a lot of mindset adjustments. I had an accident too where I had to learn how to walk again mm-hmm. with screws and plates and mm-hmm. on my back for 12 weeks. Could not put any weight mm-hmm. on my leg. You know, I walked with a limp for years. Mm-hmm until you know my ankle and my leg was were strengthened as a matter of fact in the ER the trauma doctor who came in said you know if you were in my he said first of all your injury is horrible it's so bad mm-hmm. i was on a date with my wife <laughs> I will never forget this. Mm -hmm. This was in 1991. That's how long ago it was, but how vivid it is. So I understand having vivid memories Mm -hmm. of experiences of trauma like that. Mm -hmm. And he said, I was in the movies with my daughter. He actually came into the ER with an Adidas Adidas sweatsuit on and a baseball cap. It was navy blue and Mm -hmm. white. And he came in and he said, this is bad. This is bad. Mm -hmm. I was on a date with my wife, got up out of the movie, came in here and this is bad. I'm going to have to reset your leg right now. He said, if you were in my native country of Zimbabwe, I would amputate your leg from the knee down. That's how bad it Mm -hmm. is. He said, your leg looks like you jumped off of a 10th floor balcony. Mm -hmm. That's how shattered your leg is. And so he took me into surgery that night let me recover a couple of days and I had another surgery two days later. And then I was on my back for 12 weeks and then I had to learn how to walk again. I was with, on crutches and then with canes. And so I get so that. You know, I get you know. that. You have mm-hmm. so much time mm-hmm. to think. Mm-hmm. You know, you wonder what is my life going to be? Mm-hmm. And what worked in my favor was being an athlete. You know, being able to recover quickly, mm-hmm. tolerate pain—I get that. I almost got addicted to Percocet, but I did not. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand how something like that yes. can change you and bring you back to nutrition. Um, I know this had to change you, and I want to ask you really quickly: How did it impact you and your husband? Well, my husband was young, mm-hmm.
1: and um, like I said, I was had a promotion. I was doing more. I was making more, and. I had 453 stitches in my face. My lip had been severed and they found it. And my husband, I was in a complete body cast. Mm-hmm. And my husband would come to the hospital and look at me and say, when are you going to get better? Are you going to get better? Now we're going to have two kids. I got to raise these two children. How are we going to pay these bills? And all I could do was tears would roll down my eyes. Mm-hmm. At that time, I didn't have the understanding to understand he didn't know any better. I just wanted to get well so I could kill him and not go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> so the impact there was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, after my long hospital stay and they had to convert my dining room into a, a hospital room, mm-hmm. our my first daughter was only six years old. And I'm laying there, and like I said, I had all these stitches of my face and, and masks, and I couldn't really talk. I wasn't supposed to talk. And he would get mad at her because she couldn't make dinner. I mean, she was like, I made some hot dogs Mm -hmm. and some green eggs. (laughs) And he would get insulting to her and it it hurt her a lot. So much so that my daughter had to, my good friend at that time had to take her. Her daughter was the same age Mm -hmm. and she kept her for about a year. Uh, So it impacted our relationship really in a negatively powerful way. But we made it through that. We went through some therapy and we mm-hmm. made it through that. And fast forward, in 2011, I had another accident uh, in the state of Delaware. And that actually brought back everything that had happened with this first accident. But this time I did damage to my cervical area from my cervical... Uh, <sighs> All the way down to my lumbar, all the way down to my thoracic. So everything in my back is is foreign. I mean, I have cages, screws, metals. I have one uh, vertebrae in my neck that is functional, and my neurologist can't understand to this day how, how I have walked Straight,
0: how you move, how you do all of these things. Listen, Janice, this that's is a book. Hullis. That's a book. Uh, This uh, is a book. uh, And this is why you know what it's like to be sick and tired of feeling sick and tired mm -hmm. and how you have to make different decisions. Look, we're at the end Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of this conversation. And I'm so glad that it is here like this because now people have to come look for you. Uh, They have to come mm -hmm. find you and they're going to buy that book that you're going to write. Yes, I'm putting you on the spot. This is a book. (laughs) This is a book. This is so powerful. Mm Man, thank you for sharing. I know you well, thought you, you. was going to talk about all that stuff I you sure wrote. Did. I told do. you, I said, what are you taking that out for? You don't need any of that. No. But it makes sense. I think what mm. you have been able to share is so powerful. And it gives great context to why you are who you are. And why you do what you do, Mm -hmm. the way you do what you do. How can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find you?
1: They can find me at uh, my website, www.cuhelthy.com. That's S-E-E-Y-O-U healthy.com. They can also connect with a... uh, A new community, a new tribe that I'm just building, it's called the Healthy Habitat. Uh, So that's an area we're going to grow that there is some discussions that I can take your question and give you some healthy answers and some directions to that. And I want to launch out into a podcast where you can hear me there on CU Healthy.
0: Awesome. C-U-Healthy.com, See S-E-E-Y-O-U, mm-hmm. healthy.com and connect to her very newly launched community, The Healthy Habitat. You can also visit my website, vickyjohnson.com That's V-I-K-K-I, johnson.com. I am on all social media platforms. At All Things Vickie, V-I-K-K-I, and YouTube, All Things vicki Johnson. Listen, Soul Wealth, is your birthright. It is your inheritance. So go out into the world, live with passion, live with intention, live with focus, age well, drink your water, eat well, practice your flexibility, your cognicity. I'm using Mm -hmm. all of Janice's vocabulary, which I love words. I'm a words person. Listen, everybody, go out into the world, live full so you can die empty until next time peace you've been listening to soul wealth wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with dr vicki johnson soul wealth is not just a brand it's a lifestyle of vision compassion authenticity abundance and legacy created one conversation one choice at a time for more information visit VickyJohnson.com or click on soul wealth at dc radio.gov